Camper. Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Happy Campers Podcast. I'm Sammy. And I'm Julia. Today, we're going to chat about socials. Going to get all frisky up in here. Socials and like camp love. Camp love, camp relationships, camp crushes, camp smooches, all of that. All of that. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. We uh, brought on a couple of of our friends, Josh and Charlie. Boys. Boys. And they went to co-ed camp co-ed Jewish camp uh, in upstate New York. And let me tell you, the things that we learned from them... They blew our minds. Shocked. We were shocked. There's this whole element at their camp where it's highly encouraged for you know people to crush, to like... Act on their act crushes. Act on their crushes, yeah. to make a little love, have a little fun. Yeah. And this is wildly different to us because... We did not experience any of this at our camp. No, we went to socials at our camp, which were basically dances with boys camps. And the way that Julie and I have been talking about this since we talked to Charlie and Josh was basically like our socials were essentially like the teenage version of one night stands. Yeah. It'd be like, okay, tonight you're meeting, you know, 15 boys from this other camp and you'll have a dance and the entire dance will be an hour and a half maybe yeah yeah so when you get there look as good as you can and then like if you don't find a boy within the first like 10 15, minutes 15, yeah 20 10, 15 minutes. minutes like you're doomed yeah but if you find a boy 15 20 minutes make sure none of your bunkmates are trying to steal him and you better kiss him yeah lock it in lock lock it in and then you get a good story to tell later yeah, yeah. uh so yeah so it was like basically a one night stand. Yeah. So their experience was wildly different from ours. They could like, you know, be like, oh, I might like. And then they could, you know, float it around for a little while. Yeah. And they grow they could this like, relationship. A relationship like, oh, could you like develop. Me too. Yeah. And it's it's very cute. And we definitely didn't have that. Not at all. So let's get going. Josh and Charlie are on next. Boys. This is very exciting. Sammy and I are blushing. (laughs) These boys are full of stories about all the cool, fun stuff they did at socials. If I may, all the friends they made who were girls, all that stuff. If I may interrupt, we're both. uh, We went to a Jewish summer camp, so we've been men since we were thirteen. Just gonna. Oh. Put that out Did there. I call you boys? Yeah, it <laughs> we hurt. We both a little. called them boys. Extremely offensive. Oh, of us. sorry. They sorry. are men. men. They have been manly, men for many years. Manly men. Okay, so let's introduce them. Today we have Josh and Charlie. Hey guys. Hi. Hello. Do you guys want to like tell us about yourselves or? Uh, yeah, my name's uh, Charlie. Do give last names. Doesn't matter. Do you matter. want? It's up to uh, you. My name is Charlie Landsman. I went to uh, Camp Seneca Lake up in upstate New York. Uh, and I was a camper for three years and a counselor for six years. And I was also the uh, music director, if you want to call it that. I was kind of the song leader, uh, you know, guy who brings the acoustic guitar around and gets the party started. And I'm Josh Wood. Uh, I also went to Camp Cynic Lake, so no Charlie from that. Uh, I was a camper for seven years and a staff member for three. 
and I puttered around between the ropes course and arts and crafts and being a bunk counselor. And were you two, like, best buds at camp, or uh, you just happened to go to the same Not camp? Not really. No. Not really. I mean, we were more like acquaintances at camp, and then after camp, like, ha- running in the same social circles, we became better friends, I think. Yeah, Brooklyn, definitely. It's it's funny, you know. Camp Brooklyn. Yeah. Camp Brooklyn. <laughs> well said. Uh, cool. Um, nice to... I haven't met you guys before, so it's really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> Um, all right, so should we dive in? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Um, okay, so you guys went to co-ed camp, right? Correct. Um, which is a complete mystery to us. Like, we have no concept of what that entailed or what that experience was like. Uh, so what was your, like, socials setup like? It's like, I, I, I think it's funny every time you call it a social. Okay, because yeah, so what did you call I it? I think uh, maybe it You're was... You're picturing, like, ice cream girls <laughs> on yeah, one side, right, boys like, on the other. I feel like Frozen at your yogurt. camp, it was, it was much more of a, like, planned and advanced thing. Because oh. for us, um, the the camp was separated into villages by, um, by age and gender. So the... Uh, each village was named after an Indian tribe, so the youngest girls were Onondaga, youngest boys were Cayuga, older boys were Mohawk, older girls were Seneca, and then your senior camper year, which is one year, you had to go for the whole summer. You couldn't just go for July or August. You had to go for the whole thing, and that was a co-ed experience. Uh, and because it was a Jewish camp, every Friday we had Shabbat services down by the fire circle, uh, but after dinner and before the service started, you had about 45 minutes to an hour of what we called Shabbat Walk. Shabbat Walk. Ooh, Shabbat Walk. Shabbat Walk. <laughs> Shabbat Walk was a big deal at camp when you were a camper. Wait, what are you wearing for Shabbat? Are you dressed uh, so up? So for Shabbat, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you dress, I mean, you camp dress up. So it's like you wear, like, guys wear a button-down shirt. Girls wear dresses usually. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, you get you get a little nice, and you, everybody showers beforehand, which is rare at camp. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's a little nicer. the The meal you get is a little bit nicer, uh, and you, there's tablecloths, uh, and you know you say a prayer and you do the thing, and uh, and then afterwards uh, or before the meal started, sometime during the week, that's when campers would say, you know, if you liked somebody of the opposite gender or the same gender. I don't want to be heteronormative, but if you liked somebody and wanted to go uh, on Shabbat walk with them, uh, you'd ask, and it was very, it seems very, very tame now as an adult, but as a camper, no, it was it's like, like the cutest thing I've ever heard. It was like very like, you know, you would hold hands, you'd go down by the docks, you'd like skip <laughs> rocks amazing. with the person, and you'd have like 45 minutes to just kind of walk around camp with that person and, uh, you know, sometimes you'd go in groups. So I have a question. Yeah. Is this a thing that was like institute, like the camp, it was like a camp sponsored thing? Like they were behind it? Or was it just like kind of a thing that like evolved? You were like, oh, we have these free 45 minutes. Should I go on a Shabbat walk? You know, I don't think we ever asked the origin story of uh, <laughs> said Shabbat walk, but um, it was always something that happened every single year, you know. For, for decades, to our knowledge. Um, what's interesting, too, is, you know, you, you start camp, you can start going around the age of seven or eight, and it's a sleepaway camp. So it means very different things, you know, throughout from seven to 15, right. if you will. And so I think when you're, when you're really young there, it's kind of like, 
you know, you have, might have a crush on someone, but it's like you don't know, like, conversation is pretty limited. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas, like, once you get, like, 13, 14, 15, it's, it is more of, like, a dating thing. This all reminds me a lot of Birthright and that whole, you know. So, the, the, yeah. The it, Jews, you know, we're all Jewish around this table. And uh, <laughs> older Jews like to make sure that younger Jews are finding other younger Jews <laughs> yeah. to uh, Shabbat walk with. <laughs> that definitely, I think, is an undertone of Shabbat walk. Might have been an uh, origin. <laughs> yeah, it might have been an origin. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of co-ed camp activities are very loosely supervised, I think, <laughs> for that reason. Um, and... There have been a couple camp weddings. People get married at camp. They met at Very camp cool. and they yeah, they have that. their services down by the fire circle, down by the water, and bring everybody to camp and do a camp wedding, which is lovely. And we've we know actually a lot of staff members that met at camp and got married because you know staff can range from sixteen to you know twenty five. So you know there there are multiple people we know that. It's, you know, yeah, started dating over the summer and, and are now married. Yeah, so Allison and I actually, uh, like, almost two years ago, went to a wedding in Australia that was two staff members that met each other, but it was, like, such a huge deal because, like, you don't find your husband at all-girls camp. Like, that's just not a thing right. that happens. So it was, like, the we were like, oh, my God, these people met at camp and they are getting married. There's been a lot of instances where, like, one person will come as a counselor and then they'll bring a boyfriend or a girlfriend and then they might end up getting married. But like, this was like a huge thing because it just never happens. So, so I, I just have questions about your guys. Camp yeah. Too. Uh, Hit us. So, so it's an all girls camp, but you could bring your boyfriend hypothetically. <laughs> no, or, no, no, no. As you, if you're, you're a counselor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was confusing. Okay. So, uh, we have, um, it's an all-girls camp, but the staff is co-ed. We oh, have men. Got it. We That's have trouble. Yeah, we so have maybe we have male yeah. as a camper. You went to camp. You loved it. You're in college. Oh, I want to go back. And this guy I'm dating in college is like, I'll come back and check out your camp. Yeah. So then he's a male counselor, and you're right. dating, and, and then later on. Yeah, exactly. Married. And it's um, we don't have like a CIT program or anything. So like, there's the youngest counselors are 18 years old. So it's not like. A 16-year-old male counselor is there with 15-year-old female campers. Sounds like a nightmare, though, because I mean, <laughs> you're just kind of being ogled by an entire camp. If, you're if you were a male counselor, there. no, that's literally Some call it a nightmare. They have, yeah, the, <laughs> exactly. There's two the best job. Like, think about this: if you're a male counselor, there's 10, 15 of you. You basically live in a frat house at camp, and there's 70 female counselors. You literally have mm. like. Your pick. When you put it like that, yeah, I'm like, what am exactly. I doing next summer? Yeah, yeah are literally. Are applications? And <laughs> yeah. the kids are obsessed with all of the male counselors. Like, they're Actually. in love with them, or they are just, like, attracted. Not, like, attracted in a sexual way, but, like, they yeah. want to be around the male counselors because they're, like, these young, cool guys, and, like, they're, it's the best job. Like, I would have loved to have been a male counselor at Walden when I was a female counselor at Walden because it's so much it's so easy to be a male just counselor. And you're not up. a bunk yeah. counselor. <laughs> you know, you're not yeah, you don't have to live with kids and like you get to go on all the best trips because they need like strong men to like, mm. you know, Lift carry stuff. the, sh- yeah, exactly. Shirtless, yeah, yeah, exactly. So their choice of Shabbat walk date for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, so did you have dances with, yeah, like the, after Shabbat walk, you had Shabbat dinner. So yeah. So no Shabbat dinner and then Shabbat walk, oh. and then Shabbat services. Oh. oh, so there's no time to really dance. 
Uh, well, recently, I think Josh might have left by this point, but recently they started doing a Shabbat dance after hmm. services. Okay. Have you and ever attended ever, one of those? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like the last two years I Can was Can you tell us did. what that looks like? Yeah, it was, uh, we would go to the O-Rec, the Onondaga Rec Center. Was <laughs> there a uh, lighting specialist that night to uh, set the mood? Well, I mean, it was more of like, I mean, they had like a DJ or like who one of the counselors would like DJ yeah. and they would play like top 40 pop music and they would have like strobe lights and mm. fl- and it was like more of like a nightclub feel. Um, than like, they, they wouldn't do any slow dances or anything. So it was a lot of like... It was like bar mitzvahs, you know what I mean? It was like kids like going crazy and doing the worm. Like the kid that could do the worm the best was like the coolest kid. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, there wasn't really that, uh, at least from what I saw as a counselor, there wasn't a lot of like mingling. It, it was, wasn't like the, yeah. the sole purpose was to mingle with the opposite Correct. sex. Yeah, it, was it was just, just to like dance. have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think also, you know, the staff has to put on a lot of programming right. with on very little sleep. So, you know, dances definitely happened as like, okay, like we need a Wednesday night activity. What are we going to do? It's like, oh, you have an iPod? Like we'll hook it up in the OREC with some music. And like the kids will either like be weird inside or run around outside and all the counselors get to like mingle and hang out. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I feel like there were a lot of, there were dances, but there wasn't a lot of like co-ed dancing. Interesting. If that makes sense. So socials at our camp, even though we have this, you conjures up like an ice cream social kind of situation, but like they were, it was like a, it was like a school dance. It was like a big deal Yeah. that it was like you prepped, you had to like look your best and like pick out your outfit. Like I had a friend that brought a Polaroid camera to camp to take pictures of each (laughs) of her various outfits so that she could like see. And then you drove to the boys camp or they came to our camp and it was like a straight up, you know, like. Boys on one side, girls on the other side, and then like maybe someone got up the courage to dance, and then it was like you like made out, and then <laughs> you went home. Well, there is you know there's a lot of prep. I think maybe Shabbat walk is a is the most equivalent thing that we had, just in that there was a lot of prep. So one thing that I always thought was pretty funny is the the getting ready process. There's kind of this like general swim time in late afternoon, which is like athletics and pool time free swim um free swim exactly and then um like a couple of counselors would have to work but majority had off and the kids would run from the pool area like 10 15 minutes back to the bunks because there's only so much hot water at camp (laughs) yep and everyone is trying to shower in the same 40 minutes so there are like kids would shampoo and like soap themselves down and like rinse off with a hose (laughs) in the middle of the village because there's no hot water because the staff used all the hot water. Um, And one of the punishments was uh, the bathrooms had two sides to them. And one of the, one of the punishments for the kids was staff sides, which is the staff was only allowed to, it was one side of the bathroom was reserved just for staff. (laughs) And so on Shabbat, everybody usually they had to fight over six shower stalls. Only had three because the staff had the other three. We're talking 50 or 60 yeah, kids. So right. we've addressed this before, but our camp had 12 showers for the whole camp. We had a shower house. Wow. Yeah. So it was a little different. It was insane. But also <laughs> part of our prep was, uh, you know, you'd have, I guess you'd go to the older bunks and you'd ask those girls to do your makeup because you didn't know how to mm. do makeup. Yeah. Uh, but they would all 
always put on way too much. There's um, definitely a lot of hair gel. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. A lot of hair products on the guy's side. I mean, like a nine-year-old dressing up for a date, like you know. Spiking like spiking their hair. And a lot of Axe body spray. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I bet. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think almost everyone had Curve uh Cologne. Do you remember that brand, Curve? I I did not have Curve <laughs> for the record. I had Curve. <laughs> I think I still have a full bo- a full bottle of it uh, in my high school bedroom. So I'll bring it back. All right, <laughs> sounds good. Start the trend. Uh, when girls obviously wanted to do their hair, so whether when we were at camp, the style was just like as get your hair as, as straight, straight as, as possible, possible. <laughs> and if you had a little bit of a wave, like you should probably just not go to social. <laughs> uh, but we didn't have electricity inside our bunks. So instead, you had to go out. The oldest into, two bunks had electricity. Right, the oldest two. But you started having socials when you were like a couple 12, years 13. That. Yeah. yeah. So you had to go out into the grove, which was the area that was kind of wooded where there were some like chairs, and they had outlets on the trees. And so you'd plug into the tree and you'd straighten <laughs> your you had, hair. Like, your portable mirror that you would like Amazing. set up. There's like yeah. a little shelf where the outlet was. You would like <laughs> set it up to the shelf and then try to blow dry your hair or straighten it. But as the worst thing in the world was if it was like five o'clock and you had a social that night and then you were in the lake and you heard thunder because you knew, you weren't allowed oh my to shower. God, you can't shower, you can't straighten your hair. Again, <laughs> you might as well not go. Cancel the social. Um, okay, so we have some questions about like relationships at camp. Okay, so were there, there were probably some like long-term relationships. You kind of talked about that. But was, oh yeah, you, Josh, you were in a long-term camp relationship. I was in a three-year camp relationship. Oh my God. Uh, 15 to 18, actually, my high school girlfriend. Wow, those are like formative relationship years. Where did you guys live when you were back home? So it was actually, I loved it. She was from Buffalo, New York. I was from Rochester. So it was actually a long distance camp girlfriend. Um, But our parents, we'd go maybe twice a month. We'd do a weekend together. She would come to my place on the bus or train. And then I, you know another weekend I would go to her place. So it was like intensive time together and it bypassed all sorts of like school drama, which yeah. I actually think is a big reason why it worked out. Um, it worked out for three years. Well, we also had two months together every summer and, you know, as we were older, we were end of camp years and then staff years. Yeah. Um, it was very intense time together. It's also kind of, you know, when you're at camp, it's like a time vacuum, right? Like you're with all these people for two months, which like in the real world, if you know someone for two months, you would classify them as an acquaintance. <laughs> but then mm-hmm. like at camp, it's like you're with each other for two yeah. months and you're like, this is the, I can't live without and you don't this have person. The stress of school or yeah. really anything else. It's just about spending time with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that is like you spend all day with the person and you see everybody at their best and you see everybody at their worst. You so see you like everyone you cry. See every, like every emotion, every kind of possible scenario that somebody could be in, you see that. Mm-hmm. And for, uh, for, mo- for most people, like in the outside world, that would take years to like, you know, have enough yeah, time yeah, yeah. with somebody to actually really fully get who they are. And at camp, it happens in like two months. Yeah, very quickly. But that's like an interesting dynamic to like start a relationship with. But I mean, it makes sense that you would like be very close, very fast, and then kind of be able to sustain that on like weekends where it's like very intense. Yeah, I think that's part of it is the weekend model is kind of a similar amount of intensity. Like, right. I was staying in like the guest bedroom, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's like you wake up, you have all of Saturday day and evening yeah. together. And then 
you know, same with Sunday. So it's kind and of you the didn't same have to see of... each other at school. There was no like outside social pressure at all. It was Not just at all. like, yeah, that's great. Okay, so if you're a camper or if you're a counselor, what are the spots around camp that are known to be like the spots? So the spots could refer to a lot of different uh, things. I think there's definitely a couple of romantic spots, and then there's a couple of like we're gonna get adult spots. Charlie, what do you what do you recall in those <laughs> categories? Uh, well, I think one of my uh, there was one summer when um, all the waterfront staff had people they were hooking up with. And a very uh, popular spot, at least for the waterfront staff, is they would go out on, on the boats at night. Oh wow! Because uh, they're it's all private. they're all on the dock, and they're all like they're all docked, but they all have like, you know, wraparound seats, and like a lot of them have covers on them, so it's okay. very hard they're to not see. Take these boats like into the middle. Of the no, lake. no, okay. no. Um, well, sometimes, but most of it was just on the dock yeah. under an awning, so it was like you couldn't really see in from the shore, and you were kind of. You know, the you had the cover of the boat to like shield you. Yeah. But I remember there was one summer when s- there were so many people hooking up that they had to make a schedule of when they were going to go schedule. out to the boats That's because so they funny. didn't want to like intrude on somebody else who was already there. And so they were like, That's "All right, good. you'll get it from eleven to twelve, and then I'll get it from twelve <laughs> to one, and we can rotate." When the boat is a rockin', don't think I'm a knockin'. <laughs> Josh hates my puns. He uh, hates them. They're phenomenal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think also that, you know, the docks in general, the waterfront was really nice. Um, you know, there's beautiful sunset over the lake. That um, was a spot for counselors at our camp that were hooking up. They went to the beach a lot. Yeah, there, you know, there's a lot of a lot of little small places, you know, people would go onto trails. I, I'm trying to think of, yeah, you know, I, I can think of a ton of hookup Spots like the uh, costume closet of the Onondaga. Yeah, these kind of specifics. We like uh, oh, you know what was really good actually for a whole summer was the dark room in the arts and crafts shed. Oh. For some reason, there was a mattress in there, and I'm saying it that like was some just like reason. asking for trouble. You know, it was one of the only like private spaces in camp that had a lock on the door, like from the inside, uh. so that someone wouldn't come in and ruin your. Your photos. Your photos. Um, but, you know, there was also, there was so many, like, open fields. Like, you could go to the ropes course. And I, I feel like there was definitely just a lot of, like, out in the open canoodling, if you will. The whole, I guess what I'm hearing is, like, this sound. I mean, this sounds similar in some ways to, you know, what you see in, like, Wet Hot American Summer. Where it was it's like, very similar. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, this is good. And, like, everyone encouraging it and everyone being like, that's awesome. Good for you guys. Our experience, in our limited experience of like any you know hookup stuff at camp, was it was a mix. It was sometimes it was like yay good job, and then it was also people getting in trouble a lot for like just for leaving. I was a counselor at socials, and the thing like I didn't care that much, but a lot of counselors were like very worried about like girls going yeah this makes a lot of sense with boys. Yeah, exactly. Things that you don't want to do. Exactly. So so they wouldn't have cared if you had made out in the arc or wherever they were. They, they just didn't want to like lose sight of you. Uh, this kind of reminds me of uh, something we haven't touched on yet, which was mm. the last day of each session, the oldest boys' village and the oldest girls' village would have a sleepover. In the what? Year. Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> what? And it was, so it was Seneca, the oldest girls' village, and Mohawk, the oldest boys' village, and they had the Senehawk sleepover every, the last day of oh every session. Oh, my God. And... 
they would they would leave the lights on for most of it, but you'd bring your sleeping bags, and it's a big wide open floor. What happened in those sleeping bags? And uh, so we had uh, the counselors would be on rotation to have to stay awake for like two hour periods of time to kind of walk around and just make sure that nothing was happening. And they could uh, they could say hand check at any point, oh and everybody would have to raise their hands in the air to like make sure that they weren't doing anything, and, or that uh, they paused doing whatever they were doing. It, it, yeah, <laughs> um, but um, th- I think that has had ha- that tradition has gone by the wayside. Oh, really? Of, like yeah. they don't do the sleepover at all? Well, you and know, I, there is also a lot of you know they play movies all night. So there's plenty yeah, of snacks. There's so like stuff to do. They could kind of write it off. To I think you know the staff was for kind of kids being able to make out, you know, because it's your last night at camp with, you know, whoever you've bonded with, and they could write it off as good, clean fun. They obviously didn't want anything crazy to happen, but I also understand the desire of the staff for the kids that kind of have extended time with each other if they had some sort of relationship. Also, we should say the official hookup policy at camp was... Yeah, I'm confused by it. It was called... Hack Wacko. What? Oh, man, I forgot about this. <laughs> what is that? Hack Wacko stands for hugging and kissing with all clothes on. That is the official <laughs> oh camp policy at Camp Seneca Lake. That's amazing. Wasn't there also, what did they Are call there the rule with that? for, uh, you know, the no, no camper counselor relationships? I feel like there was an abbreviation for that. Yeah, I can't remember. So there was kind of a blurry year, a CIT year, where you actually right. paid to go and you got to do but some you were fun working. trips. You were kind of working, <laughs> but you just like you wanted to continue going to camp. And right. This is the way to do it. And so campers could date or hook up with campers. Counselors could hook up with counselors. And CITs were in limbo. And I think you're 16. So mm. you're like a year older and a year younger yeah. is very, you know, in the real Fluid. world. Exactly, fluid, and you were kind of locked into this window. And I think counselors sometimes, there are only a handful of ways to get kicked out of camp, and that was definitely being caught with or under the influence of drugs or alcohol and hooking up with a CIT or a camper. I think those are the only ways people ever got kicked out of camp. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Not a bad rule, I might say. Yeah, that's a good rule. When you're a CIT, it's kind of... Yeah. You know, a tough band. Life is hard. Very incestuous also. Yeah, you have to like, y- like, you're only allowed to... Right, you have 12 options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happened, I guess, in terms of exes? Like, you come back one summer, you're not with that person anymore, mm. but she's still lingering around. Well, you know, a lot did happen in, in a year, I think. a major- So the camp is on the Finger Lakes. It's on Seneca Lake in Western New York. Um, so it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. The, the, it's close to Ithaca. Um, it's actually in a County called Penyan and it's like Mennonite country. Um, and so people are coming from different, uh, cities across Western New York. A majority are Rochester. There's also Syracuse, Buffalo and Ithaca. And then in the Rochester area, Charlie and I went to different high schools. So, uh, we're both from Rochester, but we didn't really see each other during the school year. So, you know, I think people came to camp also sometimes with boyfriends or girlfriends. But, you know, that sort sort of long, long-term dating I don't think happened until you were in, like, mid or late high school. You know, I don't think... Yeah. X was a big deal at the age of 12, you know? 
yeah. that I can uh, remember. extreme ex, but just like, oh, I was with her last Shabbat dinner, and now I'm not at this. Yeah, yeah. That's about that, that fast-moving nature yeah. of like so, eighth so, grade. So also, I keep thinking of things that we just gloss right over, but we should definitely mention them. So uh, on Shabbat walk, uh, mm. they assigned staff members to different parts of the camp to, to have some supervision yeah. Um, as the kids were walking around to just kind of make sure that nobody snuck off or nobody, you know, fell into a ravine or something yeah. like that. Uh, and so those were called... Were there a sh- lot of ravines around? A lot of ravines. Ton of ravines. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous. <laughs> exactly. Um, we lost a lot of fine campers uh, in ravines. <laughs> Very wet, hot America. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they would assign... So they'd have Shabbat walk assignments. But it was all done by this one guy named Ari Baum. Who would what a name? He would assign uh, staff members to different locations, but he would always take into account who was hooking up with who. So a lot of the times, but which staff was? Yeah, which staff oh, was? Funny. And and they have a pool book that keeps a record of everybody that has hooked up at camp, like oh my every God. single hookup from like 1985, like literally the entire. I don't know. It could be myth. I it, forgot about the pool book. I, I forgot about it until right now. They call it a pool book? It's called the pool book because they kept it at the pool or the, okay, the head okay. of the pool started People it in 1985. People must try to steal this book and get all the I secrets, don't, right? I think, I'm pretty sure the arts and crafts, I'm pretty, pretty sure Jilly has Jilly it. Jilly has it? Yeah. I have some good stories about um, And, uh, and so they would assign people and they were taken into account who was hooking up with who. And so a lot of the times he would he would put together like somebody who was hooking up with that person's sibling. Just to like just, make it really awkward. Just to fuck with you. Just to fuck with you. <laughs> or like two, like if two guys had hooked up with the same girl, he'd put the two guys together. Oh my god. So it's not like taking into account who's hooking up like in a nice way. No, like, it was kind of mean. With your like yeah. significant other so you can it like make out that mean. whole time. It was like, let me put you with the most uncomfortable person possible. And he thought it was funny, so he would make it as awkward as possible. And some people How even, old was this guy? He's uh I mean he's He's been there forever, yeah. and he's like in his thirties so like now. An adult meddling with the forever. lives of children. Well, <laughs> it's staff, staff members, not yeah, yeah, campers, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. But um, but like you know, some people's moms were the were the nurse, and so he would if they hooked up with the the son or daughter, oh, they put they put the mom on Shabbat oh walk with God. the person. Oh my God! And it, you know, it, it was always interesting too because it was just spurring the gossip mill because a lot of this wasn't always public information. So then you're like, oh, what's with that? pairing you know <laughs> like, and kind of you're outed you know yeah. whatever you did in in private this guy had his ear to the ground it's it's really impressive that is impressive he, he reminded me of like Varys from Game of Thrones how he had his little birds who would like tell him <laughs> who was hooking up with who that's pretty always accurate knew. actually yeah. he always knew. So. the the co-ed year that we were telling you about um senior camper year so the village everyone is staying in like platform tents with four like metal cots in them. Mm-hmm. And there was a boy's side of the village and a girl's side of the village. And the counselors like sleep in the middle. But it's a funny year in that you're, you're spending the whole summer together. You do a big trip in between the sessions. And there basically there's just a whole lot of like sneaking back and forth. Yeah, that was one of my questions. Like what's, what's, it, what's it like to like live in the same space as girls when you're like 15 and you're you know right well there's a there's a lot like is it like the movies and you're like it used to be it used to be a lot more so when we were campers it was very common for the boys to set their alarm for like three in the morning and then like 
you know, silence it really quick and then sneak out and run through camp to the girls' village and, like, go in their bunks uh, at, like, at three in the morning. (laughs) Oh, oh, so you were, okay. So, like, waking up in the middle of the night when everybody's asleep and, like, sneaking out. And I remember there was... And you would, and that girl would be like, he's coming at 3.15. He's coming, yeah, exactly. Um, um, So, I remember there was this one guy who was my year who was, like, notorious for doing that kind of stuff. Who is this? Um... Uh, you don't have to say his name. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say his name. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say his name. But he 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 also went to Brighton, okay. uh, and he ha- got in trouble several times for like in a, like getting caught with oh, girls. Yeah, know you know who, who it is. is. Okay, right. there's more stories about this. Um, but it, there was one time when when we were campers, and he said his or he like the counselors kind of knew that he was sneaking out, and so they. Um, they saw that he had set his alarm for like three in the morning and they were like, oh, he's going to sneak out tonight. So they waited until he was asleep and then they changed his alarm. So it was actually like 1130, but the, his clock said it was 245. <laughs> so at three o'clock, the alarm went off. He thought it was three in the morning and he woke up and he snuck out and they were all waiting for him on the trail. <laughs> so as he snuck down the trail, they all popped out and they were like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Like, where are you headed this time of night? And he's like, oh, I just had to go talk to the nurse because I blah, blah, blah. And he like made up some bullshit story and they like sent him back to bed. But when we were campers, it was, it was really common and the punishment was a lot less. And now it's like you get sent home if you get caught sneaking out. So like kids don't really do it anymore. But that, I have to say real quick, that sneaking out was if you're going to go like see younger girls, because if we were in like the co-ed year, you just had to sneak across the village, which those counselors were all for it. You know, they were, I mean, there was kind of like, you know, because you're sharing a tent with like, three other individuals there's kind of like the policing of those three individuals like wanting to go to bed you know um but yeah there was kind of like a a blind eye policy which i'm sure has been been turned back there is so there was also one thing i want to bring up they were called tuck-ins uh and so this is when you lived in a in the non-co-ed village and this was over like the lunch or dinner announcements you were like i want the you know 12 year old girls to come tuck in our bunk and <laughs> they would come over at like nine or nine thirty, like in their pajamas. And it was like a weird half hour, like hang out, hang out in, in bunk. your bunk. And it was half of it was so like intimate. the counselors wanting to hang out. But this got spoiled when I think this same guy, um, got a hand job under a sleeping bag during tuck <laughs> during in. A it, during it, tuck in. It, it was a blow job for the record. Uh, <laughs> it was like a special kind of tuck in. Um, so let me ask Again, you a question. Again, try to wrap my ride. Yeah, my right? It's like, this is so foreign to us. Okay, so let me ask you a question about like the day after. So like, let's say that you go on a particularly successful Shabbat walk. And then like the morning after... Did you guys, like, was it known around camp? Did you, like, okay, because I'm going to give you an example. When we went to socials, if you made out with someone, the next day in the brec- at breakfast, your bunk would sing a song that was like, yada, yada, da, 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 Sammy and whoever. <laughs> so then your face would, like, turn bright red and everyone knew the name of the guy that you made out with or danced with or, like, whoever. And it was, like, an extremely, not... I mean, sometimes embarrassing and sometimes just like mortifying. Yeah. Yeah. But also there was like, especially when we were older, there was like a little bit of element of pride 
to like was getting the yada dada. The other thing was uh, if you hit it off with with the guy, he would give you a t-shirt from his camp. Oh, yeah. nice. And obviously you'd yeah. be That's like, the sleeping I don't have shirt. it. Like they, he wouldn't, you'd be like, um, I'm an extra small. And then he'd be like, I only have extra large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show up at like the next night when you could like wear anything that wasn't, uh, just like officially uniform. Yeah, we had a uniform. And, and you'd like wear some giant shirt with some other camp name. And pe- and oh, the like boys camp name. By this camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also they would also ask for stuff from us, but I would always be like, yeah, I had a couple boys be like, oh, can I have a Walden shirt? And I'd be like, uh, I'd be like here's like, a water I need bottle. them. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> boys were like so much more willing to part with their stuff than... Like, they didn't care at all. Yeah. It was going to get destroyed anyway. Yeah, like, so. they didn't, yeah. Yeah, people would be like, I did it for the shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, have more self-respect. <laughs> so was there, like, a big, was there, like, a culture around, like, the next day? I mean, I think just like any kind of close community, like, you, we would also do things like um, a guy's bunk and a girl's bunk would go stargazing on the docks. So that was, like, an evening activity that, like, before bed, like kind of in place of tuck-ins, we would like bring the bunks down to the docks and they would just, we'd turn off the lights and they could look at the stars. Cool. And then they'd come back and everybody would be like, who made out with you? Yeah, and then it would kind of be a, you know, they'd talk about the uh, hookups. It was more just staff teasing the kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the kids were just, I think in general, I, not to say that kids are nice in any way, but happy for each other. Maybe jealous, but it's just counselors, you know, making a making fun of or physically injuring children as much as they can without uh, getting in trouble. trouble. You know, it was a, a huge element of male staff culture. It's like we'd play water polo and you'd try to literally drown children, and they loved it. Boy, it's I'm like, not a sadist, no, I swear. Like Charlie, char- chime in here, man. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about uh, <laughs> on the record. I just want to say that I was very nice to my campers. Boys are so much rougher. Like, that would not fly. But um, do, you have, are you, do you have any other stories you want to talk about, or should we get into our Never game? Never happened. Mm, let's get into the game. I think things yeah, come I out organically. A lot of things are coming back. The game for sure. Um, I do. I do have one thing um, for for staff uh, between the July session and the August mm-hmm. session. The campers would go home. Um, the senior campers would go on a big trip, but the staff would get like three days off. And since most people lived like an hour, hour and a half away, you'd just go home, or you know, you could have time to like go do your laundry at your parents' house and then come back. Um, but the intercession uh, over intercession. We had an inter- we always have an intercession party, and it's at somebody's house. And uh, you know, usually that's a time when, like, if you kind of have your eye on somebody, it's like all July. It's kind of like been building up, and yeah. this is an opportunity where a lot of people like drink for the first time all summer. Yeah. You know, because they're like outside of camp, and actually, like, people will bring alcohol, and um, so there's a lot of like that's a time when a lot of like hookups happen and a lot of like relationships form because you like get that liquid courage and you're all partying together outside of camp and then you go for it. And there's a lot of, you know, I think also first time drinking camp. Like first time ever. Yeah. You're young. You know, where do you, where do you find a, a house and a fridge full of alcohol when you're 16 years old? Some people have that access. Yeah. 
Some not. We actually, uh, when we were staff members, we had this joke because, like I told you, the ratio between men and women is very favorable to the guys. <laughs> but also, there are also always a few guys that, like, none of the female counselors are, like, really that into or whatever. But then camp is eight weeks long. We don't have sessions. It's just from beginning to end. And so there's, like, a joke around camp amongst the female counselors that, like, August 1st is the date where, like, some of the maybe less attractive guys, like, start looking pretty good. And you're camp like, goggles. Yeah, Stop. camp goggles, exactly. <laughs> That's it. And, like, it's actually very – that couple that we were telling you about that we went to their wedding, like, the first time they hooked up was on August 1st, and that's, like, the biggest running joke of their I relationship. Mean, yeah, part of it is, like, you're kind of in this, like, Petri dish of, yeah. like, hormones. Yeah. And, uh, and so as time goes on, you know, people you, – you start to get a little antsy, but then the other half of it is, like – Oh, you've been like outside running around, like getting tan, like getting fit all summer. And then like, I feel like people actually do look better in August. I don't yeah. know. It might just be. A... That's actually maybe just you, true. Charlie. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Josh and I hooked up August 1st. So <laughs> every year. It's Josh and Charlie day. <laughs> um, so the game that, so usually we do like, would you rathers, but we thought that that for this episode since it's like a love socials shabbat walk themed episode uh we do some never have i ever's um but because we're not playing a drinking game right now we're just gonna like switch back and forth and ask the questions and then we can all go around and say whether they never have or haven't that was terrible grammar but it's fine i understood it okay cool um all right and remind me again if you well I, everyone says this before they start, never have I ever, but so if I say it, that means I've done it or I haven't done it. Well, that's if we're playing with fingers. It's like if you put a finger down, you have done it. Okay. So it's like never have I ever. The first one is never have I ever made out at a social. I'm so really I'm glad we a heard the, down. Okay, great. Put a finger down. Okay, so like I guess a Shabbat walk would be the, the equivalent of a social for you, right? Or just like made out at camp, whatever. So I have. I have as well. <laughs> Same. And Julia has, we just found out. Okay, your turn. (laughs) Great. Okay. Uh, Never have I ever grinded to Usher at camp. That's specific. I... I'm going to go ahead and say that I've definitely done that. I can't remember a specific time, but, like, there's no way that didn't happen, so I'm sure. I'm I don't know if I have. I feel similarly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in... I agree. That that time and age, it must have happened. Oh, it definitely happened. I mean, grind, grind, usher grind trains were, you know, huge thing in uh, 01. Grind trains. Oh, remember the grind trains? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when when people didn't want to learn how to dance, so they were like, oh, this works. (laughs) Also hilarious, like the person at the front of the grind train and also the person Person at the back. back, Yeah. She really been a little grind circle, so everyone's getting a little something. That's a big. That's a big circle. What do you yeah. think the Those smallest like number of people for a grind circle is? <laughs> a, a continuous grind seven. I'd say five is the smallest. Well, with, I feel like with five people, though, you're just kind of grinding one butt cheek against them yeah, because yeah, the yeah. circle's yeah. too yeah, small, so small, you know? So, so I feel like, like six. Six yeah, plus. So have a successful six, one, yeah. and we're talking about a double butt cheek, then that would be at least yeah. a six You want to have both butt cheeks yeah. for a proper, proper grind. Um, okay, my turn. Uh... Have you ever, never have I ever, uh, like, hooked up with siblings, like two people from the same family at camp? I have not. That's tough. 
I have not, but people definitely did at camp. Like, were there t- twins? No, like no, just be like a sister, brother and sister brother, sister. that went, or like or like sisters. two sisters, yeah. yeah, and they would hook up with the the same both dude. sisters. Oh wow, that that has happened. Cray cray. There were some female twins my year at camp. I think that happened a couple times. That they both made, and out that the was same just boy. a mistake. They just looked really similar. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like that's I mean, my Chabot. Yeah, well, I'll go. Exactly, I pick her for right, Chabot. Exactly. Oh, uh, whoops. <laughs> my bad. Uh, I don't think I've done that. No, I have not. Your turn, Julia. All right. Um, maybe this is a Shabbat walk s question. Uh, but never have I ever worn just like pajamas or like. To a Shabbat walk or a social. Or a social. I don't think I've done that. No, but you know, tuck ins, stargazing, yeah. et cetera. I've pajamaed up. We had that where we would like show up to a social and we'd be all, you know, dressed up and their makeup and hair. And then we would just be like, what? And all the guys were just wearing pajamas. And we were like, <laughs> like and we, we were like, oh, they're not worth our time. The bar's low. You know, for men, it's not too hard. It's not too hard to get ready. I we never did that. Then or, my bunk, or now, my bunk was very into socials. Like there was one social where there were nineteen of us in our bunk, and like oh yeah, fourteen or fifteen of, of us like found a boy and made out with them. Oh, I know about that social. It was a, it was a, we were so proud of that statistic. We were like sixty percent of us. Made that out. record is still yeah. held today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. Have you ever, never have I ever cheated on your home boyfriend or girlfriend with a camp hookup? Nope. No, you had a camp girlfriend. Nope. This would be the place to tell the world, right? right? It would be. (laughs) When you were a teenager. Uh, I didn't do that, but I did in eighth grade. uh, I like broke up with my eighth grade boyfriend to go to camp because I didn't want to be tied down. Nice. Yeah. Respect. I respect that a lot. (laughs) Thank you. I should have done that a couple summers. (laughs) (laughs) Which did you have a girlfriend back home? I would have, yeah. One summer in particular, I had a girlfriend back home or in college. And and then, so I didn't hook up with anybody all summer and then came back. And the day we got back, she was like, I don't think this is working out and broke up with me. And you're like, like, honestly? And I was like, I, you could have told, you me, that told me that at yeah. any point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a bummer. That's rough. Uh, those are, I mean, the rest of No, I have a, a really good Hit last us. one. Hit us. Never have I ever serenaded someone to get them to make out with me. 1,000%. <laughs> that's more Charlie's alley. You don't want to hear me sing. That's my only move, by the way, so that's all I can do. Cool. I mean, we're going to hear more about that in the mini episode next week. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Um, all right, well, thank you guys so much for being with us. Well, thank you. We learned a, a lot. lot. We learned so much. Um, okay, so let's plug our social media, as we so. always do. Uh, so you can find us at www.happycamperspodcast.com. Instagram, at happycamperspod. Cast. Cast. <laughs> Twitter is at happycamperspod. And our Gmail. Gmail is... At happy... Nope, it's happycamperspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> You're off your game, buddy. Oh yeah, yay. All right. Uh, so thank you for listening. Thank you, Josh and Charlie, for coming on. Thank Our you. pleasure. We really enjoyed it. Day is done. Gone the sun. Out. Out. Out.
Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.